This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fern Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Here today, I'm uh, honestly I'm a little late in getting out my 2021 projections, but as the new Biden administration takes office, as I'm getting all my tax planning uh, teed up for my 2020 books getting closed and really finishing up my budgets for 2021. I just started thinking about, you know, what's the year ahead or what's the numerous years ahead look like macroeconomic, but then also uh, for the mobile home park industry. So thought I'd share some of my thoughts. Uh, interested in hearing others' thoughts too. If you want to comment on wherever this this post goes, I'll post it on LinkedIn because that's the best medium to medium to start a discussion. But ultimately, you know, a heck of a lot's changed in the last year, right? I mean, this whole coronavirus thing has is, is really changed our lives. Um, it's really, unfortunately, it's ruined a lot of people's lives. Um, my wife is actually gone right now um, at a funeral out of state with a friend who committed suicide. I don't know if it's COVID-related. I think it's medically related to some other stuff. But the reality is the coronavirus has led to lots of people losing their jobs, losing their income, drinking too much, child abuse, spousal abuse, divorce, suicide, depression, all kinds of bad stuff. So it's been kind of a tough year. I know for us in the mobile home park industry, you know, economically it's not been as tough a year. It's been a good time to be in the asset class, but for our country and for you know, human beings, it's been pretty tough. So what does 2021 look like? Well, I think you know, the rollout of this vaccine is going to help that, you know, people, whether the vaccine is, is the silver bullet or not, at least has the, you know, perception and perception is reality. And it's, I think that's going get, to get some people out and out and about again. There's some pent up demand, you know, pent up uh, savings even for spending. So I think the economy is going to look better um, to some degree because of some pent up demand. I think restaurants are going to open back up more and more. You know, your retail is going to open up more and more. Uh, so I think people are going to have more of a, you know, robust attitude for the future and for, you know, quote, going back to normal as opposed to this new normal. So I think that's going to be good things going to 2021. The housing market, you know, there's still a shortage of affordable housing. There's really a shortage of housing everywhere. So the housing market is still strong. I think commercial real estate, especially multifamily and mobile home parks, industrial will remain strong. Um, so those are all, I think, positive things. Uh, I think travel will pick back up. I just got back from a little three-day vacation. You know, first time I've been on a plane in a long time. And yeah, I think people are, you know, getting excited a little bit about, you know, getting back to normal. Um, I think other positive things, real estate people are, are seeing some of the volatility in the stock market. And there's like this, this whole thing with GameStop and some of this craziness. It's, you know, the, the price to earnings ratios, the, the, the ridiculous multiples. That the stock market's command in some respects. I think there's going to be a trend away from that, a trend away from the old 60 40, you know, stocks, bond portfolio towards alternative investments, including mobile home parks. So I think it's good for you know, me, good for you, good for our country. Um, you know, this private offerings are still 
hard to get to because the accredited investor sophisticated investor status but i think there's you know some some headway to perhaps loosen some of those standards and open them up to the common folk and there's crowdfunding is getting some uh re- some loosening restrictions and some of that stuff so overall i think 2021 has got a, gonna have some stuff going for it especially you know relative to you know the last year um i don't think everything's gonna be good i think our national security is gonna be more at risk and President Trump's the first person to first president to not get us into a, a skirmish or a war in uh, decades and decades. Um, you know, I think there was a little bit of fear that uh, he had control of the red button, and and that was good. I think he, you know, protected our allies, you know, some of our allies in the Middle East, uh, Israel in particular, made them stronger, um, stood up to China. Um, he took out the top terrorists in the country or in the world, you know, with eyes wide open. Um, so I think that those sort of things made us safer as a country because he was, you know, pretty, pretty strong. He was a warrior. He, um, kept, uh, North Korea in line. So I think, uh, that was good. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for our national security. Obviously the whole debacle with the Capitol at the end of his term that's been, you know, blamed on him has hurt and hurt some of his, uh, you know, post-election, uh, polling and an opinion but i'm nervous about what the Biden administration can do national security wise are they going to be loose on china are they going to be loose on uh, some other countries that may impact our safety which impacts everything in, in, our, in our life and our economy and everything else so overall uh 2021 has a lot going for it, but there's some things that make me nervous you know as far as this asset class how's it going to perform i think it's i think we're teed up you know i think we're we're seeing it already i, I keep saying that um Mobile home parks are the, the darling of the COVID era, and it's shined a light on them. I think that's led to more interest from private equity, from REITs, and I see it in the marketplace all the time. I see it in some of my clients, and there's just a frothy attitude, like, let's get in these deals. And it's push pricing, it's compressed cap rates. It's uh, real. I don't want to say it's consolidation is here, but if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said consolidation is five years out or more. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think consolidation is going to happen in less than five years, at least as it pertains to any park over 50 lots in any size, any, any legitimate metro over, you know, 25,000 even um, with city services. Um, I think people are stretching now. And you know, to some degree, they may have to, but I've got clients saying, hey, I want to go for this lagoon. I want to go for this town of 8,000. Um, I want to go for this one-horse town. And that was kind of unheard of, you know, to some degree, you know, two, three years ago. But I think overall, our the our, the jobs of our clients and our customers are are kind of your workforce housing jobs. Um, they're not your you know typically your CPAs, your attorneys, your doctors. They're not your even your retail sales jobs a lot of time. If they are. They're the fast food type jobs. They're the nurse assistant jobs. They're the factory worker and really the, the modern factory worker. You know, I say the Amazon fulfillment officer. Uh, those jobs are going to be secure in this uh, this economy. I think. I think uh, you know, banks are more pop, more and, and more favorable towards mobile home parks. So, and, and values support it, which means there's bigger loans, frankly, because there's bigger values. So banks like that more. I'm in the process of a, an agency refinance loan on a park that I never thought would be agency refinance. And the homes are in the 70s. It's dense. It's not that pretty. It's in a two horse town. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just an old tired park that, you know, we've done a good job of sprucing it up, but 
I didn't think it was going to make agency grade. Um, I didn't think the value would get there, but values have gone so much that now my loan is going to be over a million bucks, and that puts you in Fannie Freddie land, or at least at least Fannie right now. I think it's too small for the current uh, Freddie program. But anyway, I think overall it's, it's a good time to be in the mobile home park business. Uh, briefly, you know, what changes do I see in the next year or what changes as, as it pertains to the law in particular? I mean, the, the, the elephant in the room is the collections business. I mean, the, the no pay, no stay was the the method of collection forever in this industry. And with this eviction moratorium, it's it's really a lot tougher. And then there's there's also talks of rent control or there's this, these forms of rent abatement or rent postponement that is, is is essentially a form of rent control. So that makes me nervous. I don't foresee that getting getting better before it gets worse. At some point, there has to be either government help or or they have to, you know, let normal normal evictions go back to life, or all these landlords are going to be choking on it. My fear is they're going to, the Biden administration is going to do some form of bailout that actually will include something for landlords, but more of a dependency on government. Um, I'm not hearing much on that. I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, my, my tin cap is on tonight as I think about um, what's going to happen with this collection issue. So I don't, I don't see it getting better for a minute. I could even see the eviction moratorium getting pushed in another three, six, nine months. And the fact that the CDC has already taken the position that they can even impose this, uh, which I think is unconstitutional, the slippery slope has, has, has begun. And what federal agency next is going to take X, Y, or Z power? Other things that I think are you know challenging this year, um, the supply chain. I mean, there's, there's tariffs on things like... Uh, you know, materials, you know, lumber prices have been through the roof. No OSB, I don't remember the pricing, but it used to be like three bucks for a sheet of plywood. Now it's like 18. Well, the single wide has, I don't know, two dozen sheets of plywood in it. So just the pricing just keeps going up. Single wides are up three to 5,000 in cost. Uh, some of them are up you know, 5,000 or more on the doubles. I tried to order some True Homes the other day. It's kind of an inexpensive product. I like their 1680 True Victory. I don't know, I probably bought. I don't know, 15 of them last year. Not not 100, but, you know, I, I sprinkle them in uh, regularly, and I can't even get an order right now. And that's like four months in a row. I'm like, come on, guys. And I probably bought 50 from this plant of all the different true product. And they're like, yeah, you're not that I'm even, not that you're not big enough. It's much like, no, we're just not taking orders. So that supply chain's really messed up the business in some respects. Also, I think there's a, a dearth of skilled labor right now. I think our education system is is going in the wrong direction. Um, as far as training people who are able to work and willing to work. And that's going to hurt the trades for a long time. Uh, I think what's happening to oil right now and oil prices being down, that's going to have a ripple effect on other uh, economic circles. And it's amazing how many products come from oil. If you ever want to look that up, it's, it's unbelievable. I never knew it growing up. Uh, tax changes right now. I mean, I think tax changes are they're a wild card right now. They're up in the air. I don't foresee them getting better for business owners or for real estate owners, for mobile home park owners. Uh, it definitely get worse. Corporate tax rates could go up. Individual income tax rates go up. I would expect those to be attempted. Will the 1031 exchange go away? Or the Delaware Statutory Trust? I don't know. I doubt it. I think that's so ingrained in our business, in our, in our country, that that'd be hard. Capital gains rates, I think it's possible those get increased. Uh, my biggest concern is the carried interest uh, tax privilege is going away. And I don't think people, not enough people know about it or talk about it. 
you know, the big investment banks and stuff do, obviously. Uh, so that we got some allies in the financial sector that'll help protect us on that. Uh, I, I feel like property tax increases are going to come. I mean, local government, they're not going to get the same federal aid um, if the federal government doesn't have the money. They're not going to get the same income or sales tax rates or, or collections as they've been accustomed to. So at some point, they have to push their levy rates and push it levy rates in a way of, of increasing real estate taxes. And I don't really see them doing that pari passu with residential and commercial. I see them doing it more on commercial, which are property owners. Now, a mobile home park, depending on your state, you know, like I live in here in Missouri, in Missouri, the assessment ratio is 12% for ag, 19% for res, and 32% for commercial. Mobile home parks have to be res, happen to be. So, hey, that's, that's probably going to work out okay for me, um, in, if a property zone in Missouri, at least. Other states, they have different assessment ratios. In a lot of states, they're, they're the same. You know, 100% or like 33 and a third for Illinois, for example. In a lot of states, are straight 100, 100. So, anyway, I do foresee property tax increases. Um, a bigger concern for business at large, I think, is regulatory stuff. You know, there's obviously still a massive shortage of affordable housing. Are they going to start pumping out more subsidized housing? Section 8, you know, LIHTC stuff. I mean, those are, in my opinion, inferior products to what we offer, but the government can produce them. Um, what about the Dodd-Frank Act and the SAFE Act? I mean, those have been kind of dormant. And this really impacts, like, seller financing, contract for deed, lease to own on mobile homes. And I've got several episodes on those ad nauseum, so I won't dig into them here. But essentially, it's been those acts have been largely ignored and un- unenforced. Uh, is the Biden administration going to beef up the CFPB and, and, and these sort of regulations? I would not doubt it at all. Um, what about our interest rates? I mean, I don't think interest rates are going to move that much. Uh, we've got so much federal debt, I feel like it's it's hard to increase them because it's gonna, we're going to choke ourselves. So I think that the, this might be the new norm. And they can't really go down. Could they go up another 100 basis points? Yeah. Is that going to change the world? Probably not too much. I don't think they're going up 500 basis points in my lifetime. Um, minimum wage... I think it's definitely going to go up at a federal level, but it really doesn't mean that. That's like a lot of window dressing, frankly, because it's a state-by-state state basis. Now, if enough companies do it, then at some point it pushes it. I feel a little bit now on hiring people. They're like, well, I can go to the Amazon plant and make $15. Okay. You got a $9 skill set. I was going to pay you 10 to get you here, and I can't pay you 15 the same way they can. But I think that's going to become more and more pressure on small business owners. You know, what other macroeconomic factors are play? I mean... The wealth, income, and education gap has been talked about a lot, and it's pretty wide. And I think COVID's going to make it wider. Uh, I mean, like, I was at a thing for my kids. My kids go to a private Christian school, and I was at a, a seminar there today, and enrollment went up through COVID, and they didn't miss a beat. The school It's only a Monday, Wednesday, Friday school, and then the, the, home, the parents homeschool, in this case my wife, on Tuesday, Thursday. So... It's kind of a hybrid model. It's called a, a collaborative, uh, classical Christian school. And it's getting really popular. And our kids are learning a ton. And they go to live school three days a week. And then they have intensive other classes, this whole program, two days a week. Versus the public school. My brothers teach at a public school. And when COVID, COVID happened, they had, a, they had like one day of work, literally only one day of work. And they had to put together a package for parents to pick up. And something like 60% of the parents... Never even picked up the package. And that was in March. The kids were supposed to come back in September. Six months of zero education for the majority of their school. And then when September rolled around, turns out the bureaucrats over the summer 
didn't get around to changing out the air conditioner, so they, they couldn't even open school on time this year. They had to punt it another two weeks to get the air conditioners going. So, and that's, that's a pretty impoverished school district in northeast Missouri. What's going to happen to those kids? They just missed a year of education in 7th, 8th, ninth grade. That ain't, that ain't never coming back, guys. And then our country as a whole, a ton of people just lost a year of education. And, and they're, they're, they're in front of Netflix. They're in front of, I don't know, Angry Birds, whatever video games kids play nowadays. Um, so that really, that really scares me. You know, what's that going to lead to? The bigger gap is going to be more uh, haves and have-nots, more hostility. So... I guess it's beginning. I started rattling off all the good things in 2021, but the more as I get into details here, I guess I'm not that I'm not that jazzed about where we're going at the moment as a country. I'm I feel comfortable and fine of where you know my real estate business is going, where my law business is going. Am I in the right asset class? Yeah, but is that going to help me, or is that gonna, is that gonna, am I going to be a bigger target? Oh, I mean, we need to take this guy's X to give it to the guy with no X. I mean, so I think that's there's a risk of that. I think we, we might have a little bit of a pandemic hangover. Um, I mean, population changes. People are, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to live downtown in the apartment right now. You can't do anything. You're, you're packed in this place. You don't get to use your amenities. You don't get to go to the restaurants. You don't get to go to the bars. You don't get to go to the clubs. People are moving to the suburbs. Well, what's that going to do the inter- urban core, inner city? I don't know. Um, another thing that I'm a little worried about at some point is, what about, are we going to have any lost industries? I've got a lot of residents and tenants who are, who are truck drivers. And you know, Tesla makes those nice shiny cars that are, are great for, you know, the little Model S or whatever they call them. But the reality is the real the real savings and the real, the real sauce, if you will, on electric vehicles is on 18-wheelers. Because those things don't need to sleep. The truck driver can only go 10 hours. They used to go 12, 16, but now they, they regulate it pretty hard with their logbook. They only, want, they only want to drive 10 hours a day. Well, the robot can drive 24 hours a day. And they've even got these trucks now that two and three semi-trucks back-to-back, you know, pulling each other. Um, it's unbelievable. And I think it's good in many respects. It'll be more efficient. But that, but truck drivers are pretty high-skilled or high-paid, you know, moderate to low-skilled labor. And that's going to be the lost class, I think, at some point. Uh, hospitality. Is that going to ever be the same? There's a lot of lost industries or jobs there. Um, the office industry, I was like, I was seriously considering buying an office building and putting my law company in there oh, six months ago. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to be buying an office building. It had, I don't know, five or six tenants in it. And there's so many people working from home. Like, I don't know if I want to take that, that risk right now. So I just went and rented a space. And I rented it out of a cruise business. They had 10,000 square foot space. It was empty. They haven't sold the cruise in a year. So I'm subleasing a space from the cruise company. Uh, you know, businesses like that, I mean, feel really bad for them. Obviously, out of their hands, their industry, a you know, 25-year company, just overnight, poof. Um, I had an eviction attorney the other day interview with me. 18 years in the eviction business. Very talented at it. Successful two-man firm. Just poof. No evictions. No income. That's all they did. So something to be said for diversifying your practice, I guess, but it uh, didn't happen there. So anyway, overall, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of unknowns. I think um, President Biden, as we speak, is signing executive orders left and right, not going through Congress. I think you're going to have a, a divided Congress could be uh, a stalemate. We're not going to make progress I think we need. Uh, so anyway, 
Uh, I'm a little bearish right now um, on some of the decisions our country or some of the direction our country is going. Now, I'm bullish in general that people are going to be ready to throw some money back in the game um, as this as this uh, vaccine you know transverses through the country and everybody starts to get cured and all that kind of stuff. I think that's going to have a big a big boom, but uh, is it long lasting or is it just a you know, a shot of espresso you know, tied us over for a minute. I don't know. We'll see. I think, again, our industry, mobile home parks, are in as good a position as any. But we shall see how that helps it helps or hurts us long term uh, as a country. Uh, thanks for listening to my, my rambling and my thoughts. Hopefully I didn't uh, come up too much as this guy is falling. But the reality is, you know, there's, there's serious stuff. And it's good that we can have this discussion and appreciate you listening until next time. Thanks. And God bless. You've been listening to the mobile home park lawyer podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple podcasts, give us your review and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.